When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. This morning we had the last round of the IndyCar series. Need a lot to go right for Scott Dixon or Scott McLaughlin to uh, claim the overall championship None of those things happened. Will Power finished third in the race, won the championship by 16 points over Joseph Newgarden. Scott Dixon was a further 23 points back, and Scott McLaughlin another 11 points back from uh, Scott Dixon. So wasn't to be, though. Two Kiwis in the top five to talk more about that is Dave Turner with us. G'day, Dave. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Uh, that course at Monterey, the track at Monterey, uh, it's a challenging course, isn't it? And it, it certainly doesn't get any easier when you have cars go off and bring sand onto the track with uh, back onto the track with them. It certainly uh, caused a bit of havoc out there today. Yeah, it's, it's a very interesting track. I've been there a couple of times. The elevation climb up to the, the famous corkscrew is a lot steeper than what television portrays it. Um, and the dust and stuff from you know the outside edges of the circuit is significant at that track. But um, you know resurfacing it maybe in the off season will will change some of those things because the wear rate on the asphalt is is very high. But you're still going to always have that dust and stuff off the edges of the track, so it's always going to be a challenging place. But that's great. That's what it's all about. Yeah, you do want the challenge. Um, how at the, at the start of the race after qualifying and everything, where were you on how things might go for Scott Dixon and Scott McLaughlin? Um, in terms of we'll deal with McLaughlin first, I thought it, it was very long odds in many ways. It was the mathematical odds, and that's not saying anything negative against Scott McLaughlin because I've got a lot of time for the guy and I've known him for a long time. But his his task was that much harder, that's for sure. Dixon, um, yeah, he had a chance. He definitely had a chance. Uh, I just wasn't overly wrapped with the fact that he had qualified midfield because I was worried about the opening couple of laps of the race and getting involved in, in traffic and stuff. And, you know, it's been a theme with the, the Ganassi car, particularly his one this year, is the more average performances in qualifying, which has meant the race has become that much harder work. And we saw a great example of that probably today. He's lucked a few, but sometimes it hasn't worked out his way. Yeah, he did get caught in traffic a lot today, didn't he? I mean, he, he, and he just kept getting further and further away from the lead. I, uh, I'm not sure where he finished in the end, but last I looked, you know, he was sitting in about 11th and, uh, yeah, just too much traffic in front of him and about 50 seconds behind the lead car. Yeah, he, fin- he ended up finishing 12th. The, the, the thing is, it's it, it, you know, again, it shows you how tight this series is. You know, when we, we say that he qualified, you know, midfield, it, it was still, you know, only thousands of seconds. We're not talking, you know, minutes behind or some stupid number like that. So um, it's just a very competitive series. You had 27 cars there today. 
Um, the car count's very healthy, and it's the nature of the beast. And I, you know, I, I feel that the driver that wins a championship in this series, and Scott's won six of them, is um, a superb all-round driver because of the types of tracks that they drive on. And you and me have talked about that before. But, um, you know, for Will Power this year, what he did is he played the consistency game. He only won one race was New Garden won multiple races this year, but Will was consistent across the entire season, and that's a that's a very big thing as well. What about um, some of the other drivers we saw there? I mean, Joseph Newgarden was there or thereabouts. He probably had the best crack at at, at, at beating Will Power to the championship title. But you know, there was a couple of times uh, mid midway through the race where uh, out of nowhere he seemed to have found some speed and found some form. Was uh, Romain Grosjean was was getting in and amongst and, 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 and causing problems for some of those uh, front runners. Yeah, well, I think Andretti Autosport as a team um, had good good cars there. You know, Colton Hurd has won there the last two times in an Andretti Autosport car. They clean sweeps the Indy Lights field uh, two days in a row, uh, all three Andretti entries on the podium for two days. Uh, so fantastic. But So they, they know their way around Laguna, and I think that's probably Grosjean was showing that. I think that it's a team that will probably do a bit of soul-searching during the off-season as to how that shapes up for next year with the departure of Rossi and uh, Kyle Kirkwood coming into the team and, and just things like that. They probably need a little bit of homework on them. But, you know, overall, I think Andretti have the measure of that place, and that's just the way it goes. It's a bit like, say, Ed Carpenter when it comes to qualifying at the Indy 500. You always know that Ed's going to come up with something because it just seems to all click there, and I think that's probably what we were seeing out of Grosjean today as well, is that the team, you know, have a really good handle on that track. Mm. Yeah, so Will Power takes it out. Uh, Scott McLaughlin finishes fifth in his second season. He just seems to be getting better and better. Do you think he's got what it takes to maybe next season, you know, sort of instead of finishing fifth, be challenging for the title, um, you know, more realistically? Oh, for sure. For sure. Because the, the reason I say that is, for a start, we're even having the conversation um, that, that, that in itself says something, you know, the fact that he had multiple wins this year, he took out pole positions and he ended up going into the season ender actually in the championship hunt. So uh, without an absolute doubt, he, he'll be a contender next year. Penske obviously are, you know, there's nothing that says they aren't. Their weakness this year for Penske, for all three drivers, was the Indy 500. They struggled in qualifying. Um, McLaughlin's team made a bit of an error by pushing them back out on that qualifying day to have another go. And the temperatures had changed that day. The wind had changed and ended up going slower. And that put them back further in the field. And I think they, you know, as a team, they mucked that one up. But they did it across all three cars. So um, the rest of the season for McLaughlin, yeah, a huge amount of ticks. He's, he's mastered those um, short ovals very, very well. Street courses he's got down pat, and he's, he's very comfortable in himself, and I think that that's a big attribute going forward, you know. So he's going to be around for a long time, and he's definitely going to be a championship contender. There's absolutely no doubt about that. Yeah, there's a great, uh, uh, you know, sort of group of young drivers coming through. Colton Herder, Pat Ward, of course, Marcus Ericsson making his, uh, himself felt there, Alex Palau as well, and of course Scotty McLaughlin. So the, the next uh, lot of drivers coming through are very, very strong. We're going to see some of them, uh, you know, they're, I mean, they're all in the top 10 this year. How much longer do you yeah. think Scott Dixon's got at this level? Um, I, I think probably at, at least another couple of years before we start having serious conversations about that. Um, 
because I think there's, there's more to this guy. You know, again, I, I've done some stats on, on Dixon. This is the 16th time in the last 17 years that Dixon has finished within the top four at the end of the season. And there's no other driver that can claim that. Absolutely no other driver. And this year, he finished every single lap of every race within the season. Um, again, you know, that's a great testament, not only to the team around him, but the driver and himself. And he also, again, this season, out of all his championship years and in, in all his years in IndyCar, took away at least one race win within a season. So the Dixon machine has still got plenty left in it. That's, that's for sure. You know, look at Indy this year, the fastest four-lap qualifying ever in the history of the 500 as a four-lap average. But, you know, then that mistake during the race. But there's, there's just so many things that make Dixon still a, a very strong legend of the sport. And I think New Zealand at times doesn't necessarily recognise that because we get fixated by maybe the aspect of Formula One. But, you know, what Dixon and McLaughlin are doing right now is more than equal to that, absolutely more than equal to it. Um, and they can hold their heads high. And we've got another layer of drivers behind that. You know, Hunter McElroy finished fourth in the Indy Lights Championship this morning, took out Rookie of the Year honours, already has a contract with Andretti Autosport to come back to Indy Lights next year. So there's another driver that maybe in two years' time you and me will be having the conversation about where he finished in the Indy 500 or something. Mm. And then you've got two in, in USF 2000. So there's, there's some great depth there, and that doesn't apply just to New Zealand, but you know, obviously we're very pro the Kiwi drivers, and there's a heap of them there. Yeah, there are a heap of them there coming through, um, and uh, yeah, good to see Hunter McElroy going well in the Indy Lights. Uh, Dave, we should get a comment on you. I know you were there this weekend. Pukekohe, uh, how was it the final weekend, and how appropriate we saw a Kiwi in the Giz who, who learned the trade there, standing on the podium on the last day uh, of supercars at Pukekohe? Well, I think, you know, it's the end of an era. You know, we've had a couple of ends of eras at, at Pukekohe, because I remember in 2007 I produced the last supercar event there and it was titled the end of an era uh, because it went to the Hamilton street race after that and then of course it's come back to Pukekohe but this time the doors really close on Pukekohe and I think that that's a very sad thing great for the crowd yesterday awesome performance Andre Heimgartner I thought fantastic performance of the weekend not putting the giz down at all but Heimgartner after that accident that he had recently just just absolutely phenomenal and I talked to McLaughlin and Dixon yesterday actually about their memories of um, Pukekohe and McLaughlin uh, his first ever supercar win came at Pukekohe and for Dixon apart from the very well documented cushion thing that he had in the, in the Nissan Sentra he said to me that uh, one of the, his funniest memories of Pukekohe was when he was actually learning to get his racing license and everything and he had an instructor in the car and they were going through turn one at Pukekohe and there was uh, uh, some ducks walking across the track and he nearly rolled the car with the instructor so he always remembered that as a bit of a funny moment that he was trying to get a license and nearly flipped a car with an instructor in it. <laughs> that is fantastic news, Dave. Hey, listen, thanks very much for coming on, mate, and keeping us up to date with all the latest in, in the Indy cars as well and those memories from Pookie as well. Go well. Yeah, thanks very much, Ricardo, for having us on. I think there's a lot to come in the off-season with driver movements, so there's some so exciting times ahead, and, you know, the Kiwis are very, very much amongst uh, IndyCar. There is absolutely no doubt about that. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um... Occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.